hello and welcome back to Off Muggles and Mudbloods. My name is Kathy Wickman and I'm here with... Cecilia Longbottom. What is that? <laughs> I said last episode I'm going to change my name every oh, single no. episode. No, I'm kidding. I'm Mona. Hi, you guys. You should know it by now, honestly. Yeah, I'm here with Mona Musa, and today we are talking about Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stones. Fourth to last chapter, chapter 14, <gasps> dun, 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 which is about Norbert Yay! and Hagrid's obsession with dragons. No surprise there, really. Yeah. Um, okay. So without further ado, we're going to jump into the 30-second recap. Then we have Mona's Blessing, and we're going to talk about some really interesting stuff that comes up in this chapter and how it will be per perceived by muggles or muggle-born students. So mm -hmm. without further ado, here the timer ready. we go. So Easter is approaching, and Hermione is panicking about exams, as usual, because that's Hermione. They have 10 weeks to study. She should, she should start studying like eight weeks earlier. So, you know, where is there? They get invited to Harry the Hagrid after studying with him in the library. He has a dragon. Oh, my God. And then they take the dragon to, Char to get to Charlie, and Malfoy is a snitch, and snitches get stitches. So that's that. Yay. In less than 30 seconds. Woo. I am amazing. Okay, but to be fair, the chapter is short and there's only one main topic. I always get the more complex chapters, okay? Like, if you say that's, so. That, that's unfair. Yeah. A stitches get stitches. Mm, that, I great, that great comic where, like, Dumbledore says, you know, you know, Hermione, um, Drake will be a great in the Quidditch team. And Snape's like, why? He it would be a good seeker or a keeper. No, he'd be a good snitch. Because <laughs> Draco <laughs> is a little piece of shit and a, and a snitch. <laughs> and snitches get stitches and it's a trend with him. He'll do this in the next book as well. Anyway, Mona, do you have a blessing for somebody? <laughs> okay, so my blessing is Hagrid for this episode because he's just an adorable giant human being slash well he's not human he's he's a he's a wizard but um yeah because like he literally Wizards just are humans i mean yeah but as in not not a muggle that's mm -hmm. what i was trying to say yeah i mean he's adorable and he got so emotional trying to take care of a little baby dragon that was really ugly and he started crying and tearing up when he had to leave he's just like Oh, I have a massive heart. Yeah, he's a he's a gigantic teddy bear. Not only because he's a giant, it's big because of that, but also because he's amazing. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, and he's just like, no, he's eating my foot, but I can't give him away because <laughs> also, yep. it's Norberta. But you know, we'll get to that later. What? It's Norberta. It's you know, she Norbert is a girl. Oh, yeah. Okay. We find that out later, um, which is which is great. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. That's also it was also Quirrell that he won the egg from, which was why he gave Quirrell the secret of how to make Fluffy sleep. Whoa! What? Yeah. Spoiler. 
Wait, wait, what, when, how, when, what, when did that happen? We find this out later in the book. Okay. Yeah. Man, I've watched the movies. I watched them recently. I don't remember that. Maybe they didn't mention it. Yeah. Or I don't focus. Yeah. So this time we were going to talk about the experience of muggle-born and muggles encountering magical creatures for the first time. Um, mm -hmm. So let's start with muggle-born students. You're 11 years old. You find out you're a witch or a wizard. Let's say you're Colin Creevy and you get to Hogwarts and you find out there are things like pixies and centaurs and basilisks and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. How do you react to that? I mean, one, I think they could have read about it, just like Hermione does. She reads about everything. Or two, they li they'd literally shit their pants when they see something that's not normal. Yeah. Because, you know, it's but, something out of the world. But my, one thing that I'm, I'm thinking here is that, are they surprised at all? Because, like, children do grow up and believing in some things. So would having the fact that you're a witch or wizard being revealed to you make you prone to believe basically everything? That's a good question. I think yes and no. Like, yes, they're surprised because, like, oh, shit, they're actually real. Like, they're only mentioned in kids' books and fairy tales and stuff. And they're, you know, actually alive and they're real. Yeah. And no, they wouldn't be surprised because it's, like, those are the world. Everything is strange yeah. there. They've got everything there, which makes sense. Yeah, so you, you might have really gullible muggle-born students. But you know. <laughs> have you heard of the Crumplehorn Snorkak, um, says Luna. And muggle-born students are like, the what? Oh my god, I never knew. So I'm glad Harry Potter was, you know, Harry was a bit of a skeptic, but mm -hmm. still, um, there is an issue there. One thing for me is like the thing that, you know, would these 17 year old mugwurst and still believe in Santa then? Oh, I don't think so because San Santa isn't real in the wizard, wizard world either. So. Isn't he? He isn't. Are we sure about that? I'd like to believe so. Because, you know, um, sliding down chimneys sounds an awful lot like flu powder. So are you saying Santa is a, is a wizard? And yeah, a wizard is just like, I'm just going to give kids presents. It's an old, and you know there are enough old eccentric hundred-year-olds hundred in Harry Potter to pull that off. Yeah, but how, how would they fool, like, the muggle world then? Um, you could have the... I'm trying to figure out an acronym for Santa. The Supreme... Hmm. The, the, we'll figure out some acronym for Santa <laughs> later on. But basically, a group of old um, bearded wizards, which there are a lot of, because wizards don't age in the same way. Um, most of the, you know, the old age um, killing issues that, that we have are mm -hmm. generally having an effect on wizards, right? Mm -hmm. Cancer by things like that. Um, yeah. So you could have like a bunch of them be like, I take this part of England, you take that part of England, and they can just use a flu powder network and connect every house to flu powder. Yeah, but okay, 
if, if they use flu powder and you know they go and down the chimney and then they leave wouldn't there be remains of flu powder no flu powder is just like a little handful yeah a, hand, a handful there's going no. to be a handful on the floor it burns because you're stepping into fire yeah but what if there's no fire like the flu powder burns anyway it burns green Okay. So let's assume that that's how it works. Um, <laughs> so, new canon here. Uh, the Santa or Saint Nicholas is a an order of benevolent old wizards handing out gifts to children around the world. But the sleigh and a reindeer have been banned in the UK due to magical protectionism of brooms. Okay, which makes sense why they would use flu powder. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's just me being like petty and going back to the last episode. Because the ministry was all obviously like also ban flying sleighs. And why why is that a thing? They can make like carriages. The Bobatton Academy has carriages. You could absolutely have a flying magical sleigh. Yeah. And you wouldn't a cushioning charm. But isn't there like a risk of you know like collision and wrecking things depending on the person for example if, imagine if the wheezy twins got their hands on one i'd rather have them riding one sleigh than five rooms <laughs> to be fair we've been through this over and over again with a magic carpet i'm not going into it sleighs are a thing now <laughs> yeah, uh, but we can also talk about how um, this is for muggles and muggles encountering, mm-hmm. or um, yeah, like adult adults encountering these things. Which is the like, what would have happened if like you were like you encountered a Cornish pixie, or even better, a Niffler? Well, um, the Ministry of Magic would put a spell on me, and I would forget everything that I've seen. Yeah, the Ministry That's does have like this this team that does get involved in like dragon attacks and things like that which is which is something they mentioned in this book mm-hmm. they do mention that um which is pretty important they have i don't know what the, what the magical department is called but they do have it and that must be a pretty big department because you don't have magical creatures just confined to hogwarts or hogsmeade and the surrounding areas they they roam freely so Mm-hmm. Even if, like, centaurs are territorial and have their territories, I don't know why bow truckles or nifflers would. I forgot what I was supposed to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, but, like, how many people working for the uh, Ministry of Magic would be able to control the situation? Like, you know, there's like hundreds and hundreds of dragons. Like, how would they? Well, there aren't hundreds and hundreds of dragons in the UK. They're fairly rare. Dragons are a rare breed. Things like centaurs and nifflers mm-hmm. and things like that, I'm fairly certain are more common. And mm-hmm. might be able to, you know, s- someone sees them and just thinks they're imagining things, which is mostly what happens in, in general. You know, you see yeah. some movement in a tree and you look there and it's nothing. You see that, um, you know, I was imagining Imagine something more, you know, who robbed me of everything shiny? Or, or they just think it's some sort of exotic bird or like some sort of weird eagle in the sky. Yeah, a phoenix, you know, not common exactly. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to giants and dragons and sphinxes and things like that, 
you're going to have some of that similar like um, ministry to muggle um, systems to mm-hmm. to monitor. So maybe those you know those paintings in the hospital are a thing in other places as well. You know, in police <laughs> offices and things like that. Bro, so you know, deal yeah. with the act, the, the the cause of magical injuries. You know. That somebody come, comes in raving mad talking about unicorns. Mm-hmm. That the ministry shows up and is like, obliviate. Or ministry shows up says, yeah. take us to where you found it. And then goes, obliviate, because you can't exactly have, <laughs> you can't have people going around walking, talking about unicorns. Yeah, Especially just young like, children. Yeah. No, I mean, no one would believe kids, really. Yeah, you will just let them be scarred for, for the rest of their lives by thinking about. Eh, no, not necessarily. It's just like, you know, along not, the same lines, believing that Santa's real. Not, maybe not scarred, but, you know, the oddball that believes in unicorns and refuses not believe it. Yeah. And then reverts to alcoholism because, you know, you're convinced you're making things up and your mind is lying to you. And then you're like, depressed in your 30s and believe in unicorns and you're drinking. Anyway, um, same thing with like, you know, adults that are like start seeing random magical creatures outside their house. Yeah, just like uh, Vernon saw a cat reading a map at the beginning of the book. Yeah. 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 For me personally, I think Minerva should have, t- should have taken a shit on their porch just to while they had the while she had the chance, you know, she's a cat. Yeah. You know, it's a, a bit of cat shit on the porch. You can't do anything about it, really. Yeah, but but can she shit as a cat though? I'm fairly certain her biology is complete as a cat. I don't think so. I don't know. This is a very meta question about <laughs> Animagi. Um, another question actually I have about Animagi and something that we shared on the Facebook page mm-hmm. quite recently is the you know Minerva McGonagall riding into the Battle of Hogwarts, right? Mm-hmm. On, on a unicorn as a cat. Mm-hmm. Can you use magic in your animagus form? I think so. I think so. I, I, I don't see why not. Yeah, because like you, you do have like uh, non-wand spells and stuff. Yeah. So it works. I guess like the best on the Mac guy is the ones with opposable thumbs. Yeah. And the Mac guy monkeys. <laughs> no, that's fairly ineffective. I would get too much attention. Cat is where <laughs> it's at. Mm-hmm. Cat or some kind of bird or things like that. But it'll be fairly, you know, Gonna was, you know, a fairly, if she, if she could like go into combat as a cat, she'd be very fast and extremely hard to hit. Yes. No, I I think she it it would be easy to like just catch her. Cats are pretty hard to catch. Are they? Especially, especially in the chaos of battle, and if if they're really running away. I I still think you know it's like a tiny little slip up, and then someone would catch the cat easily. Yeah, maybe we'll see. We'll see. McGonagall's <laughs> still a badass. Mm-hmm. We gotta love McGonagall. Yeah. So. Let's talk giants. Okay. As giants are like 
number one, there's always the weird question about how Hagrid became a thing. Mm-hmm. Hagrid's five foot tall father. Hagrid's twenty foot mother. Your face says it all. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Dear J.K., I, how the fuck did the anatomy work on that one? I feel slightly disturbed trying to think or imagine or something. Please explain the the logistics. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't please. really want to know, but how this is like, not a combination that should work in theory. Did they use in vitro semination? <laughs> like, did they go to a magical doctor to get pregnant? <laughs> oh, I just thought of something. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. Is that how they finance St. Mungo's? Do they take massive fees? <laughs> okay, yeah. Just stop. Um, 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 uh, uh, oh, my God. The image in my head. Yeah. Okay, but how would muggles react to a giant in the muggle world? Like, Hagrid was seen walking around. I think Hagrid was seen seen as like a massive fucking person. Just like a beast of a man. Like, he got stares, but people don't panic. I mean, you can be massive, but to some extent. You can't be 20 feet tall, which small giants are. Yeah, that's small giants. Yeah. Which is an issue, um, to be completely honest. <laughs> um, and and then like, why aren't houses and stuff adapted to giants as well? Like Hagrid's home, it's a pretty standard size for a muggle or like a yeah. human, not a giant. Yeah, that's one issue with you know. I'm sorry, Dumbledore. Could you not have like tossed together a Hagrid-sized house? <laughs> Hagrid-sized. <in>, <laughs> In like two minutes, it's not difficult. Yeah, I mean, it's just like one spell away, and you can build a house for him. I wonder if it's a spell for that, but you, you can do it very easily. Yeah, yeah, so. or or at least you know what one of the spells where you can move things around and just build a house with a wand, or just put the spell for making things bigger, like we ha- we have seen both in on all tents basically, and um. Our very dear friend, uh, Newt Scamander's suitcase. Oh, yeah. Like, why does Hogwarts have to be a castle? Hogwarts can be a shack <clears throat> in the woods somewhere, and you go inside and it's massive. That's true. But you know, it's, it's more fun to have like a massive castle rather than true. like a, a little, like, tiny place that looks ugly. It's also possible that at the time Hogwarts was built, those charms were not available. Seriously? Yeah, magic magic develops. Oh? Over time, you know, they have new spells that are invented that go in and out of fashion. Um, we're not entirely sure if Second Sampler was invented by um, Snape or not, but I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Which is one of those things. You know, the cushioning charm was the portal for the mass development of commercial brooms. Mm. Okay, but how, how do like wizards and witches create spells and charms? Like I don't know. They wave the wand in the air and shout random words until something happens. 
You like you keep shouting random words until how, how does that make any sense? Or or maybe maybe it's about willing something. It's about a if you can will something, if you can think something into reality, if you're powerful enough witch wizard. Yeah. Um, kind of like naming in the name of the wind series. Um, yeah. Understanding something at its core allows mm-hmm. you to see its true nature and therefore its name. So that maybe magic in Harry Potter is a similar thing that once you understand something to its core, the art of cushioning something. Yeah. Once you understand <laughs> you understand the art of cushioning something um, to its core. Sorry. Like with Expecto Patronum, it's like, you know, Harry could just like say it over and over, but like, you know, you kind of need to pull it, put it, put your 101% and like think of everything. So it has like a, a method behind it. But... Yeah, that'd be, a, that'd be a hard one to try your way to because, you know. Yeah. You lose your soul if you don't get it. So, mm-hmm. um, but like the thing with like, Understand something or willing something enough and understanding the the concept enough, and then the maybe the name kind of appears to you in the dream or something. We need, we need to get more information information on the development of spells. I think. Yeah, that would be interesting. Special episode, da da. No. Yeah. <laughs> we are going to do a season finale um, for the season, which will be a special. So we do have a few episodes left. Um, that's just so you know. We're going to do like a little break as well between. Seasons one and season two, which will be, will be Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Yay! Which will also leave Mona some time to get set up in Brussels. Oh god, don't even get me reminded. Don't. Yeah. Two weeks. I'm being abandoned. <laughs> and I'm starting my journalism studies. So, new program, new university. Hashtag nerd. Oh, yeah. Um, but I will not be working for any British tabloid like um, Daily Prophet or such newspapers because those are trash. Mm-hmm. I would work for the Quibbler though. But yeah, fair enough. That'll be a good one. Well, like Transfiguration today. Mm-hmm. We should also go into the, the, the publications of different wizarding newspapers and magazines and that kind of stuff. Because the, the idea that there is a newspaper called Transfiguration Today yeah. would mean there has to be a significant enough steady development of spells mm-hmm. to justify a magazine of some sort to, if not describe new spells, describe new or creative ways to use existing ones. Yeah, but wouldn't people learn that in school rather than have it in, an, in a newspaper? But that would mean you'd have to be a student to get the new spells. And you have older witches and wizards that would need also access to new mm, spells and new okay. knowledge as well. So they're kind of like academic you know, research texts that apparently yeah. everyone is, needs to read because everyone has to do magic because nobody can do math or write. <laughs> yeah, Hogwarts, you're great, but teach people fucking math. I mean, they don't need maths. The Weasleys need math because of obvious... And Okay, they need math <laughs> because their conversion systems for currency and mm-hmm. the prices of shit is completely inconsistent. But it makes sense to them, so why teach them maths? So that it, things can actually make sense. Yeah, but it makes sense to the wizard world. 
so why change it? Like us as in Harry Potter nerds, we don't need to like understand it. Just it's just there. It just makes sense I want to, to understand them. It. That's you. I know. Um, and you know, as they say, you know, chaos is a ladder. That is something that I've never heard before. That is Peter Baelish from Game of Thrones. Oh God, little finger. Little finger, I know. Ugh. Also, the word that can not be used to describe Peter Pettigrew. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. The this, two Peters. <laughs> this is Harry Potter, not Game of Thrones. Okay. Oh my God! Imagine if we start a Game of Thrones podcast. Hello, my name is Tal Whitman, and you're listening to the Fire Nation podcast about <laughs> all things Avatar Last Airbender. Or, true, you know, true bunch of nerds right here, you guys. Or Bravo Bravos. Mm. The podcast from the Free City is not. Mm-mm, no. <laughs> okay, I think, we're, <laughs> I think we're done for today. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for listening um, and getting to the end of this podcast. Obviously, we are going absolutely insane um, here. Um, but next week, we are talking about Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Chapter 15, which is the one where Harry and Ron, or Harry, Ron, and Hermione get punished by McGonagall. They lose 150 points. Oh, oh my no. god. Malfoy also loses 50 points. And huh. they get sent into the Forbidden Forest. Which dun, dun, dun. they're specifically told not to go into, which is another unreasonable punishment and is simply there for plot development because J.K. Rowling is a lazy writer. <laughs> That's one way to say it. Child abuse. Okay. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for listening. My name has been Tabby Wickman. I am here with... Shit, I forgot my name. Okay, Mona Musa. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, Cecilia Longbottom. That's what it was, I think. That was, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. And we'll be back with you next Saturday. Bye. Bye.